For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yo! This is the House of L podcast. I am Lawrence Holmes. Thank you for hanging out with me. Have a great episode for you today with one of the more interesting people in our business. My buddy, Kai Martin. I'll get to Kai in a minute. People who listen to the Rachel True episode and got something out of it, I really appreciate you. Because that episode, it, to get her on the podcast is like I'm still buzzing about that. Like it's amazing to to think of someone that I've spent most of my adult life like watching on TV and movies would be interested to talk to me for an hour. It was very cool, and she was so great. If you haven't listened to that episode, you need to go back and check it out for sure. The episode with Hannah Ryan Singh is great. Oh. You should go look for the Jay Zawoski episode, especially now that his book is out. You know what's crazy about Jay? I was talking to a friend of mine. My friend asked for one of her nephews, like, hey, do you know any good hockey books? I was like, do I? I know two good hockey books, and I've talked to both of those authors. And she went to go look for Jay's book, and it's on back order. And that's dope. That means that people are buying it. And Jay's getting some money. So if you haven't picked up the Big 50, that's the name of Jay's book. You need to go find it. Go shop at your local bookstore. That would be helpful, I think, for everyone for for you to find that. So there's a lot of good episodes. Just scroll through. You'll find people that you like, episodes that you like. You don't have to go through any of the game stuff if you don't want to. But the the episodes with people's names, like click on those. You'd be surprised at all the things that you end up learning. We are brought to you by Mazda of Orland Park, ZoomZoomNation.com. If you're in the market for a car, you should buy a car from them. Because why not? Go buy a car from Eric and all the people at Mazda of Orland Park. And when you buy one, be like, I heard about you guys on House of L. I heard that you guys helped out when he was doing the recaps on Twitter, that you were one of the sponsors. That's right. If you could see me right now, I would be holding up my Mazda of Orland Park card that would say ZoomZoomNation.com on it. So if you're in the market to buy a car, buy a car from them. And if you're thinking about getting a new home or refinancing the home that you're in, you should call David Hochberg. 855-56-DAVID. He, he's someone that can help you, I, I promise. Like, I wouldn't mess with him and tell you that, that you could trust him if I didn't trust him myself. He helped me get the loan for my condo. He helped me get the loan for my house. He helped me refinance the condo. All of that good stuff. And he can help you too. 56david.com. And when you talk to him or talk to his people, be like, I heard you on the House of L podcast. 
and that's what made me want to call you. You don't have to obligate yourself to anything. Just call him and, and listen to him, talk to him. He can help you out in a lot of ways. So check this out about my guest this week. You watch Kai Martin every morning on Channel 5. She's out there giving you the traffic. She's letting you know what's happening, what to avoid, and she always does it with a smile. On top of that, I really like that she's getting opportunities to report now, too. That she's, I see her covering politics sometimes. I see her covering fun stuff. And I think that it, I think that you get to see all facets of her personality, which I'm here for. Here's something that you probably don't know. And you're going to find out more in this episode. I don't know Kai from Channel 5. I know Kai from when she worked at the score. That's right. Kai Martin used to work at the score. That's where we met. That's how I know how cool she is. She was one of our sellers. She was one of the people that was selling advertising. You know how I was doing for Mazda of Orland Park and David Hochberg? She was one of the people that set all of that stuff up. And you need to hear her experience of selling time. Because that's what it is. You're selling air. You're selling time. And how difficult that is. She went from selling spots to being on the air. And if to have her tell it, she's so much happier this way. But yeah, Kai is, you know how they're score boys? Like me, golf, like we're score boys. Kai's a score girl. We claim her. She's one of us. She's part of the family. So it was great to sit down and talk with her about how she got to where she is and how she stays there and how she continues to evolve in this business. This week on House of L, NBC5's own Kai Martin. I love your podcast. I find it so interesting to hear everyone's perspective. Yeah, me too. It's 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 interesting because like when I first started it, it was I, I did want to learn more about what other people did in our business and being able to actually talk to them about it has been extremely cool. So it's it's great to find out like different things. It's it's weird. I'm actually on a run now of of people who do traffic because I had Sarah on. And <laughs> so 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 that was good. And I mean Marley was on and now you're on. So let me let me ask you a question about doing traffic. What's the number one complaint you get from viewers? Uh, most viewers say you go too fast during my drive time. Um, it's just everyone's listening for their their thing. And so what I try to tell viewers is if I'm zooming through your expressway, it means it's normal. And I'm really TV traffic is just kind of different. It's not like the radio. I'm not going to give every drive time, but if there's something going on that is totally making your normal commute insanity, even during COVID, which we've seen less of a traditional commute, then that's what I'm going to focus 
focus on. So I tell viewers on Twitter, I try to be as responsive as possible. And I'm saying, if I don't mention the Ford, it's because the Ford is 15 minutes. And if there's a problem on the Ford, I'll tell you about the Ford. And so that's just kind of how I handle it. What's the best part of your job? Well, um, so you may know because I call you all the time when I need to do a quick sports interview that I'm a utility infielder right now at NBC5. So uh, I'd say the best part of my job is the fact that every day I start doing traffic, but I end with what we call general assignment reporting for the midday newscast. And um, that, uh, the not knowing where you're going to end up every day, can it be amazing every day? No, but that excitement and the unknown is a challenge that I do enjoy. So I really do. Walk me through what it's like to flip your brain from you're you're Mm -hmm. up early, you're giving people the traffic, and then the next assignment that you have could be something that's completely off the wall. So how do you prepare yourself for that? So I think basically I just, I moved to the suburbs. So um, now I have a commute where I can kind of psych myself up for the day. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Lawrence, I can't even believe I did it, but you know, my husband and I and the boys and the dog, we just, we just threw in the towel, you know, it was like COVID and the condo, a Stephen King novel. So um, (laughs) you needed the room. uh, You know, unlike me, I'm, you know, I'm going down to NBC tower and I'm wearing the mask. My husband is work from home for the foreseeable future. He works at a very conservative insurance firm. So it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just the way it is. But um, so anywho, we drive in or I drive in now and I'm just like, okay, all right, Kai, you got this. It's three in the morning. And I know that for traffic, it's, well, you can't really prepare. You just have to get in the right mindset and, you know, have energy there for the other people, the anchors. Right now we have all female anchor team, Michelle and Zoraida in the morning. And Andy Avalos is rocking the weather and I do the traffic and we don't have as much interaction as we used to. Everything is so different. So I just try to prepare with a little energy. Uh, We do our own makeup and hair right now. Oh, wow. So, you know, I'm just slapping it on as thick as I can and, you know, just doing all the contouring that the Kardashians taught me. You know, anything I can do here, that's what we're doing. So while we're doing that, and Zoraida and I do our makeup at the same time, socially distant in the makeup room. And, you know, we try to, you know, pump each other up and, you know, hey, what are we doing today? And and we just try to make it through the show in the morning. After that, I, I usually get my assignment around 6.30 for the 11 a.m. news. So I already know kind of what I'm facing. Am I going to a city hall news conference where we're going to get a health update and is it going to be pretty dry? And how am I going to regurgitate that in a way that doesn't put people to sleep? Or maybe it's the, a really 
terrible story and then I have to brace myself for that and or maybe it's just like hey Kaya any ideas it's a little slow today let's go to the shed and like talk to a penguin you know and then that's a totally different mindset you you're laughing right now but literally I called you they're like hey Kai um we don't really have any stories today so we'll be like Marion Hosa retired why don't you go do a story and I'll just be like you know, so. So you've got to kind of be a jack of all trades and a master of none outside of traffic when it comes to what the assignment totally. desk asks you. Totally. And the thing with traffic right now is that um, from what I can tell, it's already been reduced by two jobs in this market because of coronavirus. Um, there's just, there's not a traditional commute. So if newsrooms are trying to save money, they're just saying, oh, we don't really need traffic. And it's not only the talent, but you have to pay for the graphics and the data. So it's a way if newsrooms are looking to cut budget, they're cutting budget. So just knowing how our industry is, I mean, so how old are you? 45. So you're 45. So I'm about to turn 41. So when we first started in the industry, you know, It was so different. I mean, the change that you and I have seen is, I mean, I remember at my first station, which was KMPH in Fresno, my space was just starting, but you didn't use that for news. You didn't use the the nascent social media as a part of your thing. It was just like, oh, that's fun. That's where I look at people from high school. Right. And the integration now and things that we are expected to do now even and build our own personal brand, which that's a whole nother story. Like, I mean, it's just, what, what was I talking about? You were, you were talking about the cutbacks that happen in, in oh, traffic. Yeah. So, so basically like you're saying you're a jack of all trades and I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, okay. So in sports terms, a utility infielder, uh, uh, Ryan Terrio, for example, is that yeah, Jose Akindo, you you bring a bag of gloves to the ballpark, never knowing what right. position you're going to play or where you're going to be in the lineup. The way I look at it right now for local news right now is you got to be able to bat on both sides of the plate. I'm ambidextrous, whatever you need, Frank, you need this, you need that. I got you. You. Uh, you need me to anchor this web web thing. You got it. We're gonna make a difference. Great. We're gonna um, we're gonna do some traffic. It's still. I think it's still relevant personally because traffic and weather are the two things that you can't get from national news, and it's something that's very local. And traffic can also turn into news. So. I mean, I personally wouldn't cut that budget. Do you worry? I mean, even as established as you are, do you worry about that? Um, I think that if you're not, if you're not, I I wouldn't say I'm worried. I'm not going to say I'm worried because I know that if a really tough decision happened, I would, I would just pivot. I'm just, I'm kind of a grinder, Lawrence. I will just, I'll figure out something. I, so I wouldn't say I'm worried. And because I do news and I did news before I came to Chicago, um, as I've heard you talk to the other traffic reporters, you kind of fall into traffic. Um, so I know I have, 
<laughs> I know I have the news background and the key with news and GA reporting is writing. And I, I can write and from you and your students. And if you can write, you can find something to do. It might not be local news, but you need, people need writers. So I'm just going to hang my hat on that. And if all else fails and the business collapses, I'll just become a Pilates teacher. Why not? There are a lot of people who have made successful uh, careers out of all of that. Let's go, let's go back to when we were young, when we were were very young and you were working at the score. Okay. 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 Yes. Um, Okay. So first of all, I, um, did not start out in sales. Okay. I started as a news reporter, but that was in California. And I ended up in Chicago unemployed and engaged to my husband who was, who had a job here, a great job. Um, so I was looking for something in media and I was hired by Chad Feldman as a local sales rep. And I was given a cubicle and the yellow pages to sell the score. And we could sell like XRT and some of the other stations in the group. We could sell. Lawrence, I could not sell. Uh, It's not my forte. Let's just put it that way. After a few months, so I didn't make my draw. So basically, I paid the score to, to let work there. Me work there. Yep. And um, I went into Chad's office and I said, Chad, my agent found me this like traffic reporting gig. And he was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and he's like, best of luck, Kai. And I was like, thanks, man. It was just, it was just something. I have no regrets because I learned so much, even more rejection. Sales is an art. It is a complete art. And the people that are good at it, I bow down. I'm glad that you brought that up because I I spent a little bit of time in sales too. And I honestly believe that it was, was the best education Mm -hmm. about radio that I could have gotten because you get that, you get to understand the, the symbiotic relationship between programming in sales mm-hmm. and if you're if you're just strictly talent like you almost see sales as the enemy and you need to understand that they work hand in hand together oh my gosh when when our sales department was like hey kind of bmw's on your traffic maps i told the, the girl i'm like way to go i'm like that's awesome i'm like yeah i'll put bmw down here just because i know she worked hard for that and we sales keeps it going I mean, it's not like the sales managers in the newsroom, like, well, Kai, you know, I have some businesses on I-80, so I really think you need to focus on that. I, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that just doesn't really happen. I think that it can be a good relationship. And I have so much respect for people. My dad is a salesman. He sells fish in Seattle. He's a broker. And I, the apple fell really far from the tree. I'm like, dad, why did I not get this? And he said, well, you sell yourself. And I said, I guess it's possible. What was the worst sales call that you either made or was on? Well, so I had this idea that um, RV, 
RV salesmen, RV sellers would want to be on the score. Sure. Tailgate. 2008. So this is a recession, by the way. That's when I was, you know, doing this. Um, So I I would go through the yellow pages and I would just call up all the RV dealerships in the Western suburbs. We're talking Bartlett, West Chicago. I'd be like, hi, you know, I'm Kai. I'm with the score. And, uh, you know, we'd like to, you know, and so I would drive out there. I would get a meeting and I would drive out there. Mind you, I'm, I'm losing money. Every time I fill up my car with gas, I had like, you know, $200 in my bank account at the time. So every sales trip out to Dundee was like, it hurt. It hurt real bad. And I was too proud. I couldn't even tell my husband, Brandon, how bad I was failing because he's in sales and he's really good. So he didn't know how much this was just terrible. And so I would be like, yeah, yeah, I got a meeting in West Dundee. And oh my God, I would go out there and the guys would just be like, you know what? Nobody's buying RVs right now. This wasn't like this recession. This wasn't the RVs are hot recession. This was, you know, more than 10 years ago. So you know what, Lawrence? It was just, it was so humbling. It was so humbling. You know, I had come from Sacramento, which is market 19. And I was, you know, I thought I was covering like Arnold Schwarzenegger at the Capitol. I thought I was hot. Like, I'm like, I know what I'm doing. And of course I arrive in Chicago and I had no connections. I'm not from here. Chicago media is very provincial. No. Okay. Well, Provencal. Um, no, um, it's here's what I'm going to say. Chicago media values provenance. Yes. It's not the only thing like you can work your way in and prove yourself with hard work. But if you're from here, it's like, yes, welcome home. You're home. You are of here. And that was really tough. I ran up against that brick wall and I was like, I'm not from here, but there's a lot of people that work here and make their life here that aren't from here. Do you feel like you're of here now? Well, I've lived here for 12 winters. So that is an accomplishment. (laughs) Definitely. I mean, you know, I do feel like sort of an honorary Chicagoan. I'll always be, a Seattleite, you know, I, I just, there's certain things that when you grow up in the Northwest, that's just, it's just a vibe. It's a different vibe. vibe. Yeah. Um, you know, I went to uh, high school during grunge, every cliche you could think flannel shirt had it. Uh, Gwen Stefani putting the little thing right here, did it. Um, you know, going to 18 and over shows, deviate near the Seattle center. I mean, it was, it was that it was the nineties. And I will always have that as part of my personality, the West coast and the Northwest, nobody dressed up there. Lawrence, when we went out, our dressing up outfit was like boot cut jeans and a North face fleece. That was like, Oh yeah, we're going out. And then I moved to Chicago and I was like, Whoa, whoa these girls are wearing dresses they're going out and that was just a culture shock for sure i think that you've adapted pretty well though like i I feel like you're you know you're you're in it now like i i would 
not that I'm in charge of handing out those cards, but I feel like you have one now. Like, I feel like you're, you're part of the fabric of, of what we do here in Chicago. Honestly, I, I love this city and the suburbs. I love it so much. It just, it really, it fits me. The people are so, it's cliche to say they're nice, but they're also very diverse. And every person you meet has a journey. And it's just, I get to meet a lot of them in an average week. And it's incredible. Like the, the variety of people that you see and meet in the, in the news business. And that's the best part about being a reporter. You know, you are just like out there meeting these people and everyone has a story to tell. It's not always good, but people are fascinating. Walk me through what you felt like you're busting it as a, a sales rep. Like you're trying to make all this stuff happen as a sales rep. And you get the call that you've got this on air gig. What 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 well, was going um, through you when you when you got to that point? It was just extreme relief. Um, so you know, I just it's almost like you know, square peg round hole, and then all of a sudden you're back in the slipstream. You know, you're fighting against the current. Hi, I sent Tanner's here. Do you need something? Um, here you go, buddy. Um. <laughs> he's like mom do you have my ipad okay so um let me just take you back lawrence so uh i went to washington state university does that mean anything to you go cougars it means ryan leaf yes. it means uh pullman pullman uh-huh. washington well, what else should it mean to me um no i just a lot of people here in Chicago and Big 12 territory, you know, the Pac-12 is a mystery. So um, that's where I went to school. And, you know, right out of school, I basically was employed and I never stopped working until, you know, my time basically at the score. So it was really hard because I had done, um, I had worked in Fresno. Actually, I worked my first TV job was in the Merced Bureau for the Fresno market. And this was in 2002. And I was in Merced, which is like 45 minutes south of Modesto, when Lacey Peterson disappeared. Do you remember she was that pregnant mom? Yeah. And um, so that happened on Christmas Eve in 2002. And of course, I was working had no time off, very low on the totem pole. And because Merced is close to Modesto, I covered Lacey Peterson. And in that weird, twisted, sick way that journalism happens, like that basically made my career. Because if that story hadn't happened, I never would have gotten all those reports on in Fresno. Wow. It it was crazy. And then like, I got to also see, it was a huge national story. It was like at the advent of cable news when it was really starting to get going. So if you can go in a time machine back to the early 2000s, cable news was just starting to gain a foothold where they would send reporters to a story like that and keep them there till the end. And I mean, I would be out there with CNN. Geraldo came out. Geraldo was going to go find Lacey on his own. I remember like that. His own camera crew. It was, a, it was madness and then you had all the sacramento stations all the san francisco stations and all the fresno stations because um scott's mistress was a fresno massage therapist amber fry 
Um, do you remember any of this? Yeah, I remember all it of it. Crazy! It was huge in California. We just, I don't know, California was a beast too. Am I remembering this wrong, or was this also like right as like Nancy Grace started to get? Nancy Grace. So Nancy Grace's producer, Nancy Grace wouldn't go, but she had producers on the ground. And new shows like that don't play by the same ethical rules. They pay for information. So Nancy Grace's producers, they had a checkbook. And the National Enquirer was there. The National Enquirer was the first one to be like, Scott did it. And they were right. They paid sources. They paid uh, guards at the, you know, the jail. They paid uh, family members that were like on the fringes. I mean, it was, it was insane. So how hard is it? How hard is it to compete when you're going up against that? I basically was like, you know what? It was me. It was the bureau. So I, there was me and like a photog who we were both living in Merced and, um, basically we we just knew we can't compete we're we're producing something for the fresno market every night so we would be trying to keep it toward the fresno audience but you know it was just watch and learn that's what i i watch these cnn reporters i watch how they work how they work their sources how they perform their live shots and that was just a huge i was only one year into my career when that happened that was huge. So then I moved from there. I got promoted to not Fresno yet, the Visalia Bureau. And this is down south of Fresno. Fresno market is just this huge swamp. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Off of the Central Valley, so they have to have these bureaus. In Visalia, it was close to uh, a naval air station. And this was, of course, after 9-11. So a lot of kids in the Central Valley were joining the military to go fight the war on terror. And I would cover all these kids going overseas, like cargo plane after cargo plane. This Naval Air Station is in the middle of nowhere. They test all these, you know, spy planes and all that stuff there. So I did all that. I flew with the Blue Angels. That was unbelievable. So I'm doing all this. Then I finally, I make it to Fresno. I'm in Fresno. I made it to Fresno, so that was great. I worked at this Fox affiliate, KMPH. It's a great station. Um, So I was just rocking it. And then um, my boss at the time said, Kai, we'd like you to sign a five-year contract here in Fresno. And I just kind of like saw my life flash. And I said, oh, you know, I can't do it. That's a long time when you're in your 20s. No doubt. It's a really long time. So I decided, I said, you know what, I'm going to, I had this opportunity in Sacramento um, to be a general assignment reporter. And so I said, I'm going to take it. So I moved to Sacramento. I, I started doing general assignment reporting. That is like Tahoe wildfires. Uh, there's a lot more action in Sacramento. It's the capital. There's a ton of news there. 
of course, Arnold takes over the governor's mansion. I mean, I'm just like, in, in news terms, you want to be on a big story. You don't want to be in Sacramento when it's when nothing's happening. It was it was unbelievable. Arnold didn't live there because he would just fly from LA to vote on something. So that was that was not so great. But he was always making news and and that was amazing. And then um I I met a dude in Sacramento and he's like, I'm going to Chicago. I got this great job. He's from Chicago, right? Um, I figured that out when I noticed that he had like the MLB package and the Cubs game was on like all day, every day. And I'm like, who is this guy? This is like Sacramento. You know, everyone there is a Giants fan. He's like, I'm going back to Chicago. And I'm like, okay. And my mom's like, don't go with him if you don't have a job. You know, she did not want me to do it. My mom said when I I was in college, we could be teachers and nurses. And, you know, she was kind of a feminist. She said, I don't want you to follow this guy. Well. You married that guy. I married him. I married him. He put, he put a ring on it. It's not like, it was, <laughs> you know, is this going to work out or not? You know? So I think he knew. <laughs> So that's how, so that I'm telling you this because my whole life, I had just been like grinding and, and in it, like, and in a good news market. And so then I get to Chicago and I run up against this wall and I'm just like, I cannot get into this market. You know, they don't need another blonde who's not from here. No. So I, that's how I ended up with Chad. Chad's like, yeah, yeah, we'll give you a shot. You know, why not? If you don't make your draw, you'll be out of here in four months. Right. And so, and I love sports radio. I always have, you know, KJR, do you know it? In yep, Seattle, absolutely. classic sports station. Yeah. I did an internship there when I was, you know, a fresh, freshman in college. So I was like, okay, if I like something, I can sell it, right? No. But I've always, I've always loved sports talk. You know, it's just, it's a great way to get the pulse of Chicago. I agree. So, so you have the conversation with Chad and you're like, deuces, Chad, I'm, I'm going to go be on TV. Uh, So it, it it had to have been a relief and really satisfying. It was, it was so satisfying. It was a relief. Um, I, uh, you know, I, had gotten a gig to do traffic at CLTV, but at least it wasn't, you know, cold calling from the yellow pages. So RV I, places. You know, I'm gonna, just going to go try this out. <laughs> it was so hard. Um, you know, as you've heard from your other traffic reporters, traffic is an art too. It's just, it's, but I just bring to it more of like, uh, every report is just a quick news story just around whatever's happening in that report. That's how I approach it. That's a really interesting way to think about it. I, I, I had never thought about it that way, but it completely makes sense. It's it, whether you have 45 seconds or a minute. So let's say I know I have a truck fire that's probably going to affect like a couple people. So I might lead with that and be like, hey, we have this one problem, but for the most part, the commute's good so that no one's freaking out. 
Like, so I just try to like get the tone. Each report has its own tone. If something really serious happens, then that changes the tone of the entire story. And that story continues out throughout the arc of the morning show. I, I literally treat traffic the same as news. That's, I don't look at it any differently. Just because that's not how my background is. So that wouldn't make sense. Once I figured that out, I got a lot better. And when I first started, I was terrible, Lawrence. I didn't know what was, because I was too wrapped up in the nicknames and all this and the drive times. And it's just like for television track, like that's really important when you're in the car and you need to know if I'm gonna get here to there, I know that's 23 minutes, that's fine if you're in your car. But if you're at home and it's morning and you're feeding the baby and you're like, you know, you're doing all this stuff, you just need to know, is that one thing gonna foul up where you need to go this morning? Or can you just move on? Does that make sense? It completely makes sense. Like I, I yeah, it, it, you know what it, it reminds me of? And I, I mean, I hate to make everything about sports, but it reminds me of the difference between doing play-by-play on radio versus doing play-by-play on, on television. It's a different thing. It's a exactly. much different thing. And your, your audience is very different too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most people that I meet, they remember if, you know, Andy had a funny pun that made them laugh that day. They're not going to remember if the Kennedy drive time was one minute off because that's just really not, they're looking for that key information that will derail their, their routine. And if not, you know, some days are so light, especially now. Honestly, if I'm watching local news, I just want to feel okay about the world. And one of the reasons they brought us back in studio instead of Zooming from home is that people, they found, wanted a sense of normalcy. And just hearing the weather and traffic every 10 minutes or so, it's very soothing to people. And so right now, if I don't have anything going on, I'll just give a smile and say, hey, the drive looks really good. Let's take a look outside, check out the sunset, or I'll toss it up to Mike Lorber, the best in the business. You should have Mike on. I'll, I'll reach out to him and have him on. I'd, I'd love to talk with number. him. He is, I mean, the dude knows every scanner code. Like if a police scanner was up in here and it was like uh, one nine or five, 10, nine, he'd be like, oh, that's... Um, you know, a person on the side of the road with like, it's just the guy is crazy. But if we don't have anything going on, I'm just like, I'll text him and we're texting. He's up there. I'm down here. And I say, Mike, can we just give people a sunrise today? Let's just chill. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. So that's kind of every morning is a story. Trying to work through all of this stuff that we've been working through has been um, difficult. So I do wonder about what your bosses have said about like the, the studio dynamics, like wanting, wanting mm-hmm. your show to look as normal as possible because of how people are influenced by the, the family-type dynamic yeah. that goes on with a news team. Well, so you probably noticed when you watch local news, the anchors are on one-shots. And when they're, when they're next to each other, there's like a small graphic dividing line in the middle. So they're not sharing the desk, not at NBC5. Maybe in the evenings they do, but like they're like really far apart. So, and I think it's just, 
it's really hard. And then, you know, we don't ever have a four shot where we used to sit at the desk yeah. and be like, oh, Andy and Kai are here. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Little small talk, yada, 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 and transition. Now we don't do that. So I'm in my green screen and Andy's in his green screen. And it's, it takes a little bit more um, dexterity mentally to give that sense of community because we just don't have that physical closeness and we can't, you know, cause that would be modeling the wrong behavior too. So to answer your question, we're figuring it out. I think everyone is. I think that, that everyone's I, trying desperately yeah. to make it look the, the way that it used to look, but also try and keep people as safe as possible. Exactly. We, we want to have that normalcy, but we also want to show viewers that, Hey, this is the new workplace. And, and guess what? If, I mean, Andy got COVID and he said he was, he came out publicly with it, uh, which was very brave of him to reveal that personal information. And he wanted viewers to know that's why I'm at home. So he was at home for about three weeks and he said, I'm not going to come back till it's safe. And I think that's important for local news too. We're just, we're residents too. We're residents of Cook County or whatever county. So whatever's happening to you is happening with us too. Walk me through what it's like to work a green screen. Okay. Green screen. Um, boy, um, a green screen is really weird. A green screen is... Um, well, okay, so you played sports, right? Because you mm-hmm. annihilated me in that um, that pitching contest. Do you remember that? Yes, I have a big ass trophy from that pitching contest. Oh, I'm I'm surprised it's not behind you right now in your Zoom room. No, I have it in the living room though, because I mean it is the, it is the heaviest trophy I've ever had. Like it's <laughs> it, from playing sports my entire life. I've never gotten a trophy that heavy before. Okay, so so you want to background this for um for your listeners? Yeah, here? let me whiteboard this. A few okay. years ago, the White Sox the White Sox had a first pitch competition with media members, and basically the idea is if they invited enough media members, there would be more people covering the White Sox. Like there'd be video of Kai throwing out the the first pitch on Channel Five, and I'd be talking about it on the score, and Jen Latta would be talking about it on ESPN, and. So we, she was good. She, she was, was good. good. She was really good. So we had this contest where we would throw out the first pitch and then people would vote on who did a better job of throwing out the first pitch. I told them that I had played baseball in college. So you did. You disclosed yeah, that. Yeah. I, 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 I was like, this is not right. Yeah, I, I disclosed that. That was one of my favorite like things that ever happened because at the end, in the championship round, um, I said to Chris Sale, I said, listen, um, can I like really throw it? And and he said, what do you mean? Like, I said, I've really just been lobbing it. Like, I'd like to throw it. Like, I'd like to let one go. And he's like, all right. Because, you know, he's a major league player. So it's not anything that he's going to be afraid of. He's like, but it, I'm not wearing a cup. And if you skip it, we're going to have a problem. I was like, I won't skip it. So I, I was very excited because I got up to like 70 miles per hour, which for someone who at the time was getting ready to turn 40, 
I was very impressed that I even still had that left on my arm. But it was a lot of fun. And I remember Megan Glarels, I think, was the first person that I matched up with. And I'm pretty sure that she didn't trust the advice that I was giving her because she's like, well, who's this guy? And, and I was like, you need to aim higher. Like, it's farther than you think. And you need to aim higher. She did all right. She did fine. And everyone actually did really well in it. It was a lot of fun. So there, there's the whiteboard of it. We had this competition. It was a bracket style thing. There were what, eight of us? I bring this up because you asked me what it's like to do a green screen. So, so, so you are, you played that, you played baseball as a kid. Yep. So for you, you don't know why you're doing what you're doing. Muscle muscle memory. memory. Okay. So that's kind of like a green screen. When I go into work, um, I actually have tomorrow off for fall break. Yay! So when I go to work Tuesday, um, I won't even think about it. But you have it's 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 just it is what it is. When I don't even see a green screen, I just check myself in the monitor and I see maps, I see graphics, and I've created the graphics. So everything that happens is not a surprise to me. Okay. So it's just very, it's, it's organic. It's just a part. Now it's organic. It would be like you, you know, going to toss a ball. But when I first started, it was, it was really, really hard and everything is, you know, backwards. And it's like, if I look here on the monitor, it's actually like looking here. And, you know, it it was, it was a huge challenge. I mean, I had so, I mean, I, I would get viewer emails that would just, you know, it was, it was tough. It was, and they were rightfully tough on me, rightfully tough. But I feel like if you can earn, you know, some Chicago viewer love, then you've really earned it because they do not give approval easily. They expect you to know how to pronounce everything, look natural, you know, be smooth, be witty. Why not expect the best? It's market three. Let's do this. Right. But it, it took a long time to get here. A long time. Have you, have you run marathons or have you just covered them? I'm not, I'm not a runner, Lawrence. I just cover them. All right, because I would see you and I'd be like, well, Kai's yeah. in shape. I, I feel like you're, you're, you've got a bib yeah. and you're going to go out there you know, and run I, one. You know, I have, um, I guess I kind of have a cheater body. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I, I look really athletic. Thank God. You know, I think my mom has, my mom is a Pilates teacher and she's super hot for a 70 year old. And, um, I'm just so grateful that I just have, I have natural muscle, but I don't run. Uh, I would say I'm more into yoga, um, you know, I'll jog with the kids and just stay active in general, sure. but I don't have time for that training stuff. Cause like when, right now, when I get home e-learning, it starts at 1250. We do e-learning. we got the kids activities. Now I'm commuting. So it's just the thought of training like marathoners do. I, I don't see it in my near or distant future, um, but covering the marathons and covering the shamrock shuffle you know, NBC five has those contracts right now and is very involved. So that's where, you know, what's it yeah. like? Cause I haven't, I haven't 
the score carries the marathon as well. And I've run the shamrock. Um, but what's it like to cover a marathon? Because it's, it's, it's a different type of sporting event. Yeah. Then, then so, so what's it been like for you? So, uh, for the past five years and actually today, Lawrence was supposed to be the marathon. I know this. So it's, it's a little bit sad, but, uh, for the past five years, I was stationed at mile eight in Lakeview and, um, it's, it's one of the best live broadcast stations because you have two stages filled with drag queens who literally do not stop for eight hours. And it's incredible. And it's also an aid station for volunteers. So you have just so much energy plus the people of the neighborhood. So, um, the broadcast wise, it's just this huge live beast that's, you know, being run by the top people at NBC behind the scenes. And I'm, I just I'm like this one little part of it, you know, when they want to hear some cheering and, and go to Moulin Rouge, they come to me. So I just try to like, you know, keep it short, keep it snappy and get the camera moving on to the action. That's how I kind of covered it. I wouldn't say, you know, you have like Marion and Siafa, they're doing the, the race, you know, who's leading the race. Uh, they've got their um, runner experts in the booth with them. They're doing the broadcast. So I would be as a reporter on course, they're like, Kai, give us 20 seconds. And I might give them like 17 seconds. That's it. Just get in, get out and show some action. That's how I look at it. You've done a lot of stuff already in your career. Is there anything that you hope to do? Oh, boy. Um, you know, I I have to say I'm a victim of short-sightedness right now. I am just trying to get through next week. That's fair. I really, um, there's just a lot going on as... I'm sure every parent can attest. There's so much going on outside of work right now. Um, keeping the marriage strong. You're both, you've got st- stress from the kids being home from school. Um, how are the kids doing mentally, physically? I just, it's just, there's so much going on. That's not even when I'm at NBC Tower. So... I guess right now I'm just focused on every day. You're only as good as your last live shot and your last story. And one of my favorite quotes is from Pete Carroll. And he says, do every single thing the best it can be done. And I guess that's more of a philosophy. So when I go in and I'm doing track, every report will be the best I can do in that moment. And then every assignment that I get after that, I'm just going to try to do the best. Then when I get home, you know, come on kids, how many Zoom calls we got today, you know, and just, I have twins. So I'm going back in between the bedrooms. They each learn differently and they each have good subjects that they're good at and that they struggle with. So it's just, and it's, I know so many people can relate to this right now. The goals, the goals down the road, the goal is to make it to cocktail hour on Friday at 3 p.m. That's a good goal. Right now. That's- so, you know, you kind of caught me here because, I, you know, I know I should 
especially with how we started this conversation with the industry, I know that I sh- maybe I should be building my website and my social media brand and blah, 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 and thinking about the future, but I'm just not there right now. And to say I have some great goal that would just be disingenuous. That's just, that's not where I, where I am right now. Well, I appreciate you putting up with all of the technological issues that we had. And I'm so glad that we did this because it's great. And I'm, I'm glad that people get an opportunity to hear your story. Lawrence, every day is an adventure. It's every day is its own story, whether you're at work or not. And it's been a true pleasure. You always answer the random sports texts and help a reporter in need. And I still consider you part of the NBC family. Well, thank you. That's very nice of you to say. And you never know. You never know what's going to happen down the road. I always say that if you if you leave the right way, you can always come back. Oh, that is so true. I mean, how how small is this industry and it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller and always treat everyone so well because that person will be your coworker again. Yep. And, and I have learned all the mic is always open. That mic might be hot. You have to be completely classy and above board no matter what. And that is how you will continue on. You are awesome. I thank you so much. Uh, go wrangle your kids because I know that they need to be wrangled. I appreciate your time and I'm, enjoy the rest of your day off. Like that's, I know that when you are on a weird sleep pattern, those days off are, are meaningful. So the fact that you gave me an hour of it is really, really dope. It was so fun. Um, it was so fun thinking about Merced and Visalia and Lawrence. I can't wait to sleep in until four 30 tomorrow morning. Woo! Rebel. Look at you. You rebel sleeping in until four 30. Uh, that's how you do it. Thanks Kai. Be well. Thanks Lawrence. See ya. That is my buddy Kai Martin. She's so great. The type of energy that she has on the air and she brings it every morning no matter how early they have her up in the morning she is good to go and ready to roll and that's why I love having her on the podcast and her journey I love hearing her journey because see I I still think of Kai as from here even though she's not from here she's like from the the farthest away from here that you can have but I feel like she's done such a good job of making herself a Chicagoan now that I would think of her of nothing less than that. It's weird, right? Like that there are so many people that aren't from here that become such integral parts of what it is we do in Chicago and in Chicago media. I'm a fan. I'm a real big fan of hers, and I'm so glad that she continues to have success. And there's some good lessons in there for sure. Some really, really good lessons. So I'm glad that she was available. She's just, anytime I interact with Kai, whether I, usually I run into Kai when I'm picking up race packets, 
when I'm going to run the Shamrock or or whatever, I usually run into her at like the race expos. And it just I don't know, it just feels good to see her cuz she's she's so dope. By the way, I hate to sound like PBS, but funding for this podcast is brought to you by David Hochberg. It is. If you are buying a home or you're looking to refinance a home, you should hit up David. I'm not kidding. He will help you. He helped me. He he is a big reason why I had my condo and my house. It's because I went to him and I said, I need to get a loan. And he hooked me up with the loan with the best rates. He can do the same thing for you. Call him 855-56-DAVID or check it out for yourself, 56david.com. If you want to look at the website, Homeside Financial is an equal housing lender, NMLS number 1124061. I've been debating whether or not I want to get in a helicopter. And now that we're in pandemic mode, that, that goes right out the window. But I remember seeing they have these Chicago helicopter tours that kind of popped up over the last couple of years. And, and I was thinking that would be a great way to experience Chicago. And everyone that I've talked to that's been up in the copter tells you that the, the city views are pretty amazing. So I, I think that's one of the things that if we ever get on the other side of the pandemic that I'm going to try and do because you know how much I love Chicago. You probably love it the same way. It's a way to experience a city that you've never experienced the city before. And all the things that they're able to see there uh, up up high, just the different perspective on it. I always look when I, the house was basically straight down the street from Midway. Like if you just went five miles east, you'd run into my house. It used to make me so mad because I'd, in landing at Midway, you know how they have to go out to the lake i'd basically go past my house twice i feel like just let me parachute out of here with my bag and then i have to land and deal with all nonsense and stuff but it's such a cool view to see usually hyde park is where the turnaround happens for midway and to see hyde park from above is is a really really cool thing so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get me some copter action when I'm done when it hopefully when this pandemic is over we need Hawk Harrelson to be like and this pandemic is over still months and months away I think from that happening but regardless thanks to Kai Martin for an excellent episode I'd expect nothing less I still have a lot of love for all the people over at channel 5 Gotta get some more of those on the show. We got a great episode coming up for you next week, too. If you've ever thought about living abroad, woo, I got an episode for you. Thanks for all your support. Please rate and subscribe to the podcast. Great guest coming up. Peace.